go. Here we go. <clears throat> well, all right. But a five, four, three. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for the main event. <laughs> all right, all right. Welcome back to another great edition of Smart Mart Talk, brought to you by Combat Academia, the only podcast that brings you two bodegas from the Bronx, giving you bodega conversations about professional wrestling and sometimes mixed martial arts. It's your boy Val Cisco, alongside me, ooh 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 ooh, the Freebird himself, Mr. J Rance. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm, first of all, let me just say I'm loving the energy. I'm loving it. <laughs> Super <laughs> contagious. I'm good, brother. Like, how you doing, man? How's everybody been? Like, it feels like I haven't been here in a minute, bro. It's been a while since we... <laughs> um, you know, I'm good. I-, I hope everyone else is good in the hood as well, too. But I'm doing good. I know we took a little bit of sabbatical. I- 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 I'll be very honest. I have been out of commission. The family's been out of commission. We have been um, DOA, dead on arrival when it comes to COVID-19 and other sorts as well, too. So... We had to take some precautions out there for the the Casa uh, del Valdez out there for the personal yeah. life. Oh, you shouted out your government. You had to do a you had to do a Roman Reigns with the mask. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Acknowledge me. <laughs> I'm so done. But we yeah. are good. We are healthy. We are fine. We are checking out all the checks right now. Checking out all the boxes. So we're we're good to go. Oh yes, we are checking out all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get that. <laughs> Rare form. <laughs> okay. Couple of hot topics before we get into Extreme Rules, guys. We're going to be talking about Extreme Rules since that's one of the biggest things that came out this weekend. But um, since it's been a while, I wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of things. Uh, quick tidbits. I just want to hear your your thoughts on the recent craziness going around with Dark Side of the Ring. I know we haven't really talked about it. We talked about it on the podcast here and there. But all the shenanigans that have been coming out of this, do you feel like it's been doing pro wrestling a little bit more harm than than a positive note that the first two seasons were were kind of giving us? Oh man, I don't. You see, I don't want to sound like the creeper, but I feel that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel that while shows like this are needed, sometimes shows like this do more harm than benefit. I mean, some of them do a little benefit because you know, like the canyon episode let's say yeah. you, you get his insight his story um the brian pillman one it wasn't fully accentuated as you would have liked but you know it, it it shed some light on him in 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 a bad way but i mean it did more good for brian pillman jr that's what i'm trying to get at, exactly because you know it boosted his career uh, way more but i mean i feel like it does a lot of damage especially with the first few seasons come on it made mcmahon look like a creeper like tony soprano with the shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you don't gotta worry about this no more 
But shows like this are harmful, but they're needed. And this season with this plane ride from Hellman has been doing a lot of cancel culture for certain wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. How do you feel about it? <laughs> it, it is crazy. I feel like uh, I think the, the first two seasons were highly informative. We got a lot of great things coming out of that from Chris Benoit to, um, you know, the Universal Wrestling Alliance and things of that nature. Like, I was all on board for it. But then I feel like the third season kind of was cherry picking a couple of episodes and a couple of incidents what what's so, like and people and people and people i mean the one that that, that strikes me the most is the the, the the north korea episode which i feel like they were just grabbing things like pulling strings here and there trying to find something some drama and it, it really didn't captivate me and even with the the infamous plane for, ride from hell episode i feel mm-hmm. like yeah, a lot of people misspoke on, on certain topics, and those are hot topics as well, too, but it did put people in certain lights. And then what I find amazing, too, is that some of the people, some of the testimonies that came out of that episode, a lot of them are kind of recanting those, you know? For instance, yeah. RVD, you know, kind of taking back to what he what he was saying on that uh, on that episode and now saying, you know, sometimes, you know, that's show business. They take what they want in episodes. I'm like, mm, this is something you should have said right on that Thursday night. Like, that's yeah. not what I you said. Now, you should have tweeted. Straight up, straight up. <laughs> this was taken out of context. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. Not waiting like a week later. But, you know, I digress. Um, it is what it is. Um, but I'm interested to see what happens for the rest of Dark Side of the Ring. What happens for a season four. And honestly, if they have enough juice in the wrestling world to really pull captivating stories and not cherry pick that's my main mm-hmm. concern the juice is loose yes robinson <laughs> um but yeah like um, i love it <laughs> no you're absolutely correct let's see how the rest of the season go um but it, it really is doing more harm because you know with the whole john cena cancel john cena yada 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 the guy can have opinions if he said chris canyon sucks that's his opinion he's terrible i mean like i mean i, I i'm gonna sound very biased chris canyon was fucking awesome but yep. hey that's his opinion Let's not cancel him. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we know Chris Canyon, you know, was gay, but he spoke very well of Darren Young. People seem to forget about that. You know what I'm saying? He praised Darren Young. So let's just not forget the good that people do and just accent the bad. But um, definitely looking forward to the rest of the season stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That that Chris Canyon episode is one of my favorites so far. I think that right there was an eye opener, you know. But um, going forward from this, um, another couple of hot topics right now in the world of professional wrestling. Let's talk about Impact, man. Impact has been fucking doing great. I mean, it's still the show that no one's watching. Yeah. And I know that other shows are creeping up, like MLW is creeping up right from behind as well, too, with their tournament oh, yeah. coming up. You know, Bobby Bob Fish. You know, you have uh, Bobby Fish, you have Tom Lawler, so many TJP, so many people in that tournament. But I got to say, like, Impact Wrestling still top to bottom from wrestling to storylines to the people involved to just the option c um storyline that they're doing with my man josh alexander and christian cage that's a fucking phenomenal match and i speak so highly on christian cage because this is a guy who was retired for at least about seven to eight years and you see him now look at his body of work in 2021 i've never seen a man so hot since probably who Kenny Omega doing banger matches from AEW all the way to Impact Wrestling, making stars in the process as well, too. I think if he drops the title to Josh Alexander, that is a credible thing to do, and it brings Impact Wrestling 
uh, back on the map in the mainstream, in my opinion, because now you have an impact-grown player actually having the title, taking it off an impact legend like Christian Cage. I think that's just... It's going to be so successful for Bound for Glory. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think, it's like you said, I think this was the ultimate endgame goal. Josh Alexander getting that strap. I think, um, like you said, homegrown talent, it would be phenomenal. It would be, uh, it would boost his resume up even more because Josh Alexander, bro, low-key, he's probably like one of the best wrestlers right now in the world outside of the cer- certain names. You get what I'm saying? Roman Ray and Kenny Omega, Christian Cage, like you mentioned. And you got the Josh Alexander. He's definitely up there. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm super stoked about that match, man. And I agree with you, bro. Like, Christian Cage, it's like, since he came back, yeah, he's been reinvigorated, bro. A workhorse. Um, what was the little gimmick that he came in with? Uh, I'll work everyone. I'll work everyone. He's been doing that. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this dude is living up to that moniker, man. And he's becoming low-key about machine like Kenny Omega. So I think, bro, him and I have a feeling Danielson is going to follow that wave, bro. Like these two dudes, they feel like they just took the muzzles off and they're just going to town. So I'm definitely looking forward to and, and, and impact, like you said. Impact is always great, man. So more people need to get on Impact, honestly, because I'm watching the resurgence. I mean, Chris Bay has always been hot, but since he joined the Bullet Club, he just has a new demeanor about him, bro. Like, so I'm loving Chris Bay and the Bullet Club, and Impact is always doing well. And I think, hey, I think they're legitimately taking Jordan Grace now and Rachel Ellerin and making them a tag team. They got the clothes and everything matching. Like, yeah. did you see that picture? I'm like, okay, we're, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> we're growing up, Impact. I like it. Yeah, putting like, our big boy pants on. Good. <laughs> So, let me, well, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me throw these two questions at you right here. Uh, career-wise, who's having the best career um, since Parting Ways? Let's start off this one. All Eagle Ethan Page or Josh Alexander? Oh, bro, you know what? My dad actually accented that the other day we were watching Dynamite. So I'll just give you the answer that he told me. And he says, just like this, literally, bro. Ethan Page is doing nothing. He's doing shit since he split with Josh Alexander. And Josh Alexander is just skyrocketing. He told yep. me, I'm like, look at look at you with the wrestling knowledge. <laughs> like, so yep. but yeah. The one that got the best out of that split is Josh Alexander. Cause now we got all ego doing nothing with this dude from American Top Team, you know? And how many matches that he had in AEW? Like two? Three? <laughs> I, I really don't know, bro. That's how crazy it is. So, no, but yeah, definitely Josh Alexander got the, the better end of the stick. Yeah, man, I agree with you on that one. Let me throw one more at you. Edge or Christian? Christian. Christian, hands down, bro. Christian, he got straps since he came back. He's putting on phenomenal matches. Edge hasn't really been doing nothing. I mean, he came back. He had the Roman. He had that triple threat. He had um Mania. Uh, Mania. He has Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, which he shouldn't have not gone over. I still stand by that. True. Um, so, yeah, definitely Christian. I know you're going to say Christian as well, right? Yeah, of course. I I, I, I think the body of works uh, speaks for itself. You know, and don't get me wrong. Edge has been putting on some good work. And I, I like, you know, the brood angle that he was doing with Seth Rollins. And in some instances, I like his kind of heel work that he was doing with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns as well, too, for the WrestleMania feud. So I do like it. But as far as, like, just match quality and just meaningful segments... Christian Cage has been fucking throwing it out. He threw the gauntlet down. He's like, all right, WWE's yeah. gonna want me. Someone's gonna want me, and I'm gonna make sure that they recognize my name. And bro, that's what he's mm-hmm. doing. Bro, honestly, these wrestlers, once they leave, it's just that spark gets lit up under their ass. Speaking about a wrestler that's released, 
I want to ask you a question. And how do you feel about that match if it was to come into, uh, you know, fruition? Um, how do you feel about your boy uh, Bronson Reed tweeting needing a match, and Trevor Murdoch tweeted back at him, "Hey, I hear you're looking for a match. What's up, NWA? How do you feel about that?" I'm okay with that. Here's the thing, though, um, and maybe that's just us being ignorant to things, but. Bronson Reed never struck to me as a heavy talker in mm-hmm. NXT. Uh, you know, his his worth ethic, his match quality spoke for for everything else. And even as, you know, his presence alone, the big man, Bam Bam Bigelow status, like that spoke volumes. The NWA is a very talky promotion. That yeah. is your bread and butter. Like you have maybe five to six minute matches, but their talking segments are like 15 minutes long. So... Maybe I'm just ignorant on what Bronson Reed could bring to the table as far as a, a promo goes. I don't doubt it whatsoever. But then again, also, I feel like they have a big man already that fits that spot. Even though he's a little older, they have Tyrus. And I feel yeah. like that would maybe mesh, not not mesh so well because you have two of the same people. Unless you put them as a tag team, then fuck yeah. You got, you got the Twin Towers right there. Yeah, that will be great. <laughs> it, it, it would be. But I got to say, I still, I'm still, i voting for this man. I'm hoping he listens to this somehow, some way. We'll DM this, this, you know, sneak it in his DMs. Bro, <laughs> try your best to get to Japan because Japan needs you, buddy. Japan yeah. needs heads. They need heads desperately. And you fit the mold. You versus Jeff Cobb, brother. You versus anyone in that roster. Shingo, Okada. Yeah anyone in that roster it will be five star matches yeah it would be five star matches if it's not japan you know we're talking to you right now if it's not japan bro go to impact yes That's the only places i can see in japan or impact straight up straight up because they need actual big guys that do the job well i'm not saying that impact doesn't have that great of big guys but larry d and my, my boy ace was it uh, ac romero ac romero yeah they're chill, but for what they do, like I feel like that shtick is over. Like yeah, we live in a world where we need to see our big dudes do moonsaults like back in the day. And that's what my man Bronson Reed does. Oh hell yeah, bro. We need to go back to the days where the big man is like a Vader, a Bam Bam Bigelow, where Samoa they're Joe. No, a Samoa Joe. Where they're oh kind of ironic. We haven't got an injury update. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah, much so. Very, yeah. But yeah, we need to go back and I think Bronson Reed could usher in that era of Badass big man. Okay, um, one more hot top. Well, two more, two more hot top before we get. Into, I promise we'll get into extreme rules, guys. We'll probably not no, even cover no, that much of it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> AEW Grand Slam. Um, let's just talk about Dynamite real quickly. That bang of a match between um, Kenny Omega and Daniel. Oh, start looking at me. Brian Danielson, <laughs> the American Dragon. Okay, okay the Jamar. rain, <laughs> the, the rainmaker, as Mark Henry calls him. <laughs> the rainmaker. <laughs> Oh, I love Mark Henry. He can do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how did you feel about that going in as a starting match, opening match for Grand Slam in Arthur Ashe Stadium, Queens, New York. What's going on in your head watching this match? First of all, when I heard the music, when they started, I'm like, wow, we're opening with this. But then again, I'm not surprised because AEW... I mean, I'm going to say they do tend to the fan. They give them that fan service right off the bat because they know Tony Khan knows you're here for this. So I'm going to give it to you off the rip. You get what I'm saying? So he does that in a way. But I mean, it's a little shocking. But uh, hey, they did it with CM Punk. But he knows what he's doing. So um, but I'm thinking like, bro, these two dudes are about to tear the house down. The the 
the the freaking crowd is rabid i love the new york crowd i love the intensity as you always say very ecw like that's what i love about aw um but bro it had me on the edge of my seat phenomenal match i'm like let's do this after that honestly though but this is where i feel a little bit bad after that it's like i didn't care for the rest of the show in all reality <laughs> Like, but then again, it's like, I'm looking at the show, the rest of the show, I'm like, could this match have gone on last? I don't think so. You get what I'm saying? Because to me, the, the rest of the show was like, eh. But I, I fucking loved it, bro. That was just straight, pure, hard-hitting wrestling. Like you said, this is the closest that we got to a Japan Strong-style match out here in the States, honestly. It was yeah. great. I absolutely yeah. loved it. It was my favorite match of Dynamite history so far. Ooh. I just, I love the dynamic between both of these. I love the fact that it went to a draw. You're kind of saving both people right there. You're clamoring for another match as well, too, down the line. Even if they don't go right to it, that's still in your back pocket right there. Yeah. That's something that you can still pull out of nowhere. No one beat no one right there. So it's still, you know, inconclusive in a way. But, you know, other matches have stood out to me as well, too. I, I got to say, like, even though there's a little hiccups with that Britt Baker match, I, I like the fact that Ruby Soho brought a little star power. And even though the crowd was a little tired at that point, Hell, they had four hours of wrestling, almost five hours of wrestling that, at that point. Um, I, I still think that was a banger of a match. You know, a good match to end the show as well, too, for at least for Dynamite. And I'm happy. I'm happy that Britt is getting some shot. She feels like a main fucking player. And although her, her promos, yeah, they seem like the same old, same old half the time. I they still are. feel like she still hasn't found her Batman to her Joker. I don't you know think Ruby, Ruby was that, though. You know what? People like Liv Morgan get a lot of slack because they don't know their character or who she is yet. Yeah. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo, she whines on the mic, people say. Rip Baker is a combination of both of them. I mean, <laughs> I get it. You the dentist, yeah, that's cool. I get it, it's cool. Your little mandible claw, fire, yeah. But to me, you still don't exude star. I'll be the guy to say it, I'm sorry. Okay. Go Rip Baker it. does not exude star to me. Like, I'll I'll be honest, she can wrestle, but to me, she's just another pretty face. I don't see that grittiness. I mean, she did have that Thunder Rosa match, but I don't see star in her as I see other women. Like I see, a, let's say, a Thunder Rosa, since I just mentioned her. I don't see that in her, man. And to me, she's the type of wrestler for me, I would prefer her without the belt in all reality, because I prefer the chase much better with her. I, I just don't know what it is, but as much slag as our boy Jeremy gives Ruby Riot. Uh, Ruby Soho, excuse me, and all that stuff. And, you know, other female wrestlers get it. I don't know why Britt Baker doesn't get it, bro, because she's not top talent to me. So mm. let me say this. What do you think is endgame for that title then? Do you think we put a, a, the strap on a Thunder Rosa who is like white hot as a baby face right now? Everyone loves her. She's gained the respect that she deserves now. She's literally everywhere from segments, yeah. from, from, from busted open a radio, kidnapping Dave LaGreca and being the shit out of him on Twitter. <laughs> to to everything right now like she is literally that that force right now especially as a hispanic as well too you want to see a fiery latina out there you know repping, repping the cause right there and i love that but you know although you have that in the pocket and you, although you have the history of her and Britt baker um you still have something in the in, in the mist right now with jamie hater i mean that's the obvious though but let's just look past the obvious for me right now off the bat i can tell you i don't see no direction in the women's wrestling in AEW. i don't see no end game i don't see no end goal i mean you have a wild card let's say a jamie uh jay cargill mm -hmm. but but to me a jay cargill a jamie hater um jamie hater excuse me yeah jamie hater um they don't also look as end game material for i have the strap 
And I'll just say it real quick. I see Endgame material with a Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, I look at her and I see star, I see legend, I see Hall of Fame, I see stud, I see Endgame material with her. But I don't see that with a Jay Cargill, a Jamie Hayter, a Britt Baker. And maybe I can see it a little bit with Thunder Rosa, but the AEW's women division is very lost, bro. I don't see no Endgame. Do you feel that because Britt Baker has so much time right now, or at least so much promotion as that heel face, mm-hmm. uh, heel, heel, the heel face of AEW, excuse me. Do you feel that's taken away from some of the dynamics of different women out there in, in AEW? Because I feel like they have a healthy roster, yeah. but you're right. There is no direction. There is not, there's not like a set plan of like, okay, you seem like you're next in line. You seem yeah. like you're the pet project down the line. Um, yeah, I think you're right on that one. There is no real direction. I couldn't say out of the people you mentioned right now, who would be next? Like, who, who am I going to care yeah. about? What's her name? Julia Hart? No, bro. No. Julia Hart is forever, like, roasted after my man. <laughs> like, so calling her snatch kind of stinky on live TV. No one's yeah. giving her love, bro. Yeah, nobody's giving her love, bro. Exactly. That's it for her, bro. Like, stinky snatch. But, um, yeah, I mean, there is no... That's how I feel, like, and I wish I can think about somebody, and I'm thinking maybe it was the, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it was the handling of the title, how it, I'm going back, let's just say, an alt of history, you know, um, they put the strap on Nyla Rose, Nyla Rose lost the strap very prematurely, then we had Sheeta, Sheeta was doing her thing, some people would say, pandemic champ, credible champ, eh, whatever, I felt that Sheeta didn't elevate that title either, was the, to me, they mishandled it in the beginning. Could that be it? It could have been it. Like, maybe the biggest issue that you had right there was putting that title on Rio as a first champion. Because oh yeah, yeah, Rio did nothing for that title. I understand what the story you were trying to tell, which was the underdog. And I know Kenny Omega was really trying to push like that Joshi style wrestling in America. But I feel like he was doing too much too soon. And you know, as much as you want to show this style off to the American audience. They're still not used to it. You need to build up that yeah. that that credibility that you know Joshi style can really be something hardcore okay. over here. I sorry for cutting you off. I totally forgot about Rio. That's how pointless that title reign meant to me. I felt that title became legitimate once Nyla Rose got it. But I agree with you a thousand percent. If any fan out here in the state is educated to Joshi style, I would say it's an NXT crowd because they do yeah. their thing with Yoshi style. AW, not so much. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one. You know, you have Sarai and Neo Sarai and whatnot, mm-hmm. Kyrie Zane and whatnot. So they were yeah. used to that. AEW, you know, they were trying to throw so much at you, like darts throwing at a dartboard. And unfortunately, yeah, I think you're right. Nyla Rose should have been the person to carry that decision first and eventually get your get get down the line. Because even Chris Statlander, great wrestler, mm-hmm. but she wasn't ready yeah. either. Yeah, I agree with you. And I just go back to how you felt with um, Will Ospreay becoming the new uh when they've changed up the new japan title yeah um maybe that's what was needed nyla rose and like how i told you remember i was like yo give us some time he's gonna give us some credibility and you were like no i want to see some blood feuds for this title i want to see some wars going on for this title for it to get credibility maybe that's what the AEW women's title needed some wars between sheeta and nyla rose well i'll tell you what we we had those wars they just weren't for the title like yeah. that blood feud with thunder rose and Britt baker that lights out match how great would it have been with the title attached to that? Yeah, I agree. I agree, because yeah. then you would have been like, oh, shit, these women are shedding blood for the title. But, you know, um, yeah, definitely. Let's just let's just move on, because we could go on with all these hot topics. Exactly. <laughs> um, last hot topic, and we'll get into uh, to who 
or our Pittsburgh or ECW ripoff right here of Extreme Rules. Um, NXT 2.0, second week in a row. Your thoughts? We nope. never got our first thoughts. Yeah, we never got our first thoughts. That's crazy. Yeah, these are our first thoughts. We're throwing them out there live in podcast land. Nope, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It's a fail. Um, the sophomore episode was just terrible. Nothing about 2.0 intrigues me. Two, when you attach 2.0 to something, it means you're evolved. You've leveled up. Remember Matt Hardy 2.0? Like or, or, or you want to forget about what happened before. It's kind of erasing history in a way. Yeah, exactly. You can't erase that history, you know? So, um, then this is what blows my mind. This is what blows my mind. I'm watching the first two episodes. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you got rid of a batch of phenomenal talent, both females and male, for these people that are super green. People that you can tell they just started wrestling. I mean, okay, Ron Breaker, let's take him out of there because he's been doing his thing. He's great. But the shorty from Hit Row, terrible those two dudes (laughs) bro hero is trash i'm sorry (laughs) the two dudes that look like gigantic baby hueys in diamond mine which they look like they're one bad suplex away from injuring somebody i'm calling it bro i hope not they're gonna hurt somebody in that ring bro and then you got your man von wagner like bro what what is this no nothing about these people and then in the sophomore episode we had Vanilla Ice meets Dexter Loomis, like bro, coming out to some big bop music, like terrible. Ter- this, you know what? This this is so shambolic. It takes me back to like I'm watching WWE in 1995, where we're seeing the jobber taking on you know the star, where it feels like Razor Ramon beating up on the freaking goon or some shit, bro. Like I don't, but the goon probably was a star. <laughs> like you, well, who's who's I'm... your boy of fake Kevin Owens too? Oh the social, man, the social, uh, the social justice warrior. Yeah, the so- and he got canceled too by WWE, bro, for being, <laughs> for being woke. Yeah, they, they took him off, saying we, we're not acknowledging that that left wing's bullshit or whatever. I'm like, bro, fantastic. <laughs> yo, 2.0 is is trash, and then you got this dude, man, with the contract, like whatever his name is, man. I don't, I don't know, man, but it, I could say nothing good about this besides. Possibly the colors. I love bright colors, but I can say nothing good. It, it, you know, it gave me, it gives me vibes. Like you said, also, we're trying to stay away from indie. I hate indie. McMahon buries indie. But what are you giving us, an indie show, bro? It felt like the first episode. It felt like I was watching Nitro in the mall, bro. Like, yeah, it felt like you're that. right about that. <laughs> yeah. But you I can mean, go to town. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I, I agree with your sentiments right there, brother. I feel like everything from you know. The, the sophomore episode where you see all the new stars in one ring and Tommaso Ciampa just like acknowledging them and then I'm trying to give the war cry this is NXT I'm NXT I'm like no bro you're just a placeholder yeah. champion so to get somebody younger for you man that's really about yeah. it once that's over Tommaso Ciampa ain't going anywhere unfortunately I love the dude so much I do I think he deserves so much better than what he's getting mm-hmm. right now but he's just a placeholder just as yeah. as everyone else Roderick Strong placeholder for that title they don't give a fuck about Kushida they don't give a fuck about Kashina whatsoever. Kashina was there as a placeholder as well, too. Yeah. Uh, Robert Strong is going to lose that shit to someone. Who's he fighting next week? Somebody um, new, right? I think he's fighting somebody new. Yeah, he's fighting that Vanilla Ice dude, bro. There you the, go. The Dexter Loomis Vanilla Ice guy, yeah. There you go. He'll probably lose to him, you know, one-week champion right there. You know, so unfortunately, this is this is what we're seeing. We're seeing, like, our experienced talent try to put over these new, new goons and... I think there's there's something there. Like I think maybe there's like if you look at this as purely developmental, 
if you just get rid of the notion this is NXT from before, and we're looking at purely just green people doing green things and having no lineage to the past whatsoever, then yeah, I could see this as something. But it makes it makes no sense. Sorry for cutting you off because 2.0, like I said, is evolution. It's a level up. We're taking a level back down. Evolution is, is a mystery. Is mystery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You have one positive. I think there's one maybe positive there. I I, I do like um that that stable with uh Gigi and um and um and uh what's her name? No 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 to- toxic attraction. I, 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 you know what? Two of those girls could actually wrestle, and then you have Mandy Rose, who's getting there. I think you you're you're falling in line with with the new gimmick. I, I think you and Jeremy. I think mean, looks wise, but as far as like intensity, she brings something there. I mean, I, I can see what you're saying, I, and. Maybe I have to see a little bit more. I mean, Gigi Dolan, yeah, she could wrestle, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm trying to find a bright spot, and damn it, it was Diamond Mine, but they effed up Diamond Mine for me. I know you could get behind Diamond Mine with little uh, Rhea Ripley over here, but maybe, um, maybe. <laughs> but I don't even know what that's happening there too. She's probably gonna beat Raquel. Watch, watch her like True. low blow Raquel somehow and get the title. <laughs> <laughs> that ass. Give her to China. Go to the right with the low exactly. blow. <laughs> if if there is one dynamic that I do like, and I hope they keep exploring it which they should have, it should have been Electra Lopez with Santo Escobar, where she was basically his China. You get what I'm saying? I was digging that. I'm like, all right, bro, this is kind of like China Triple H vibes all over again. But I really didn't get that this week. Unfortunately, sir, she's a star. They're the backup dancers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know. It, it sucks so. because they're they're getting buried somewhere down the line right there. I mean, they've already um, been buried after that this, MSK match in Bronson Reed. This is true. MSK, nowhere to be found as well, too. They're your tag team champions. And then, mm-hmm. speaking about tag team champions, your NXT, new, the new titles that have been, what, less than a year old, the NXT uh, Women's Tag Team Champions, they're definitely going to get jab, jobbed out to, what's their name, Toxic Attraction? That's oh, just happening yeah. right there. Like, I feel bad for our, our girl, what's her name? Um, uh, Not EO. I feel bad for EO, um, too, but she's been doing for a while. Zoe Stark. Yeah. She was a project. And yeah, now she's she forgotten. She was. Zoe Starks definitely should have been a singles run. I think she would have did better, but yeah, man. I don't know. I don't I don't see nothing good for NXT so far. All right, all, here we go. All, oh, go, 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 go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All I see for NXT is just Braun Breaker. That's it. You can tell McMahon has the illest hard on for Braun Breaker. That's it. Yeah, that, that, that dude has his uncle's mic skills, though. He doesn't know what the fuck he's saying. Tommaso! <laughs> <the time>. Tommaso! Ah! <laughs> Tommaso! ah! <laughs> you got any balls? <laughs> <laughs> he is the perfect combination. I don't get it. This is backwards fucking logic, bro. This is like, is. Uh, like right. this, is, this is not Manhattan fucking Vizic, man. This is like, I was raised in a backwards trailer, this man, which he, he resents right. so much. But that's how I feel right. this is right now. But this is, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's give like a fast recap of what was Extreme Rules brought to you by the WWE. It's not the horror show anymore, thank God. They stopped using well. those labels on these pay-per-view titles now. So I'm actually happy about Bulls that. Balls of We're- Fury. Oh, balls of Ro- Roadblock, fast lane. <laughs> you leave Roadblock alone. On the road to WrestleMania, there's a Roadblock. <laughs> At least I could get behind that. There on was the nothing with Balls of Fury. I didn't get it at all. Word, bro. 
There's a fast lane to WrestleMania. <laughs> you see? <laughs> there's something. <laughs> and in between all that, there's an elimination chamber. I guess so. <laughs> you, know, you know what blows my mind, bro? I'm talking elimination chamber. What blows my mind is why we never brought back Cyber Sunday, bro. Like, I don't you know th- why. You man. think Vince is going to leave control? He's going to lose control. <laughs> He's not gonna let the audience vote because they'll put like everything wrong. <laughs> the trolls will come out there like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you want a two by four on a yeah. on a on a, on a pole match? Go Word. for it. We're doing this." Give me the Young Bucks versus the Street Profit in a Viagra <laughs> on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> so this right here came out of uh, Columbus, Ohio, at the Nationwide Arena. This was originally supposed to be July 18 in the SAP Center in San Jose, California, but due to COVID-19, things had changed. This is the first time Extreme Rules has been in September, so that was a change of pace as well, too. But anyhow, going into this, a lot of stories kind of forming together. Were you at all hyped or interested in this quote-unquote pay-per-view before, I guess, I guess even the week came? Like, I, me personally, I'll speak for myself. I was not caring about this whatsoever. I almost forgot about this. You know, I even had more <laughs> pressing things to do that day as well, too. I celebrate the girlies B-Day. But, you know, it just wasn't on my to-do list. But I will say, like, going into it, I was a little interested. But go for it. <clears throat> um, no, I, to me, yeah, it, it was when it was shaping up, it was just very weird. Because the first one that comes out to me is just like, okay, Street Profits have been MIA all of a sudden during the title pick again. Like, yeah. what's going on here? So that one just kind of left me a little bit weirded out. Uh, the Charlotte, Alexa. I felt that was just like something that was just needed because I, I didn't see nobody really right now, you know. Because we got we got Rhea Ripley and this chick, Nikki, Nikki Ash, as tag team champions. <laughs> so like... <laughs> You know, so that's just like, okay, let's just muster something real quick. Um, was I excited? I mean, I was for a little bit because I'm thinking to myself, after um, well, All Out, uh, AEW's All Out, that was the last pay per view, right? Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, Extreme Rules, decent card. McMahon definitely had to see that pay per view where he heard. You know, he doesn't watch his own product, anyways. Excuse me. So, like, <laughs> um, you know, he had to hear some murmurs, like, "Bro, this is possibly like the best pay per view of the year." So let's see what they do with Extreme Rules and tear the house down. It was a decent pay per view, which you just said, like, with bad finishes, bad finishes. Yeah, that's terrible all. Looking. I'll tell you, terrible booking right now. You're 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 newly crowned WWF champ. WWF. WWE champ. Yeah. Go back to federations. In a tag team match. <laughs> bro, he what? The new day weren't even scheduled to be on Extreme Rules until the pre-show. Mm-hmm. You had to get the pre-show freaking segment on to actually have this match going on. And yeah, first match of the night. You know, I'm happy that he won. WWE logic usually shows that that dude loses right then and there, but. You know, trying to set up a match for for Monday Night Raw for Bobby Lashley and and, and Big E for the title. Um, I thought it was a decent match, but at the end of the day, like, do we need that? And did Bobby Lashley need to get the pin as well, too? Did he need to get, you know, beat in this match when you had Omas and AJ Styles that really could have... Who could have taken the fall? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Any, you know, if anybody's ass could have taken the fall in that match, could have been Omas, bro. Omas could have <laughs> the fall first. right now. <laughs> Hit the tree trunk, gotta fall first somewhere. But yeah, he could he could have taken the L. Um, if anything good that I enjoyed this match, it was decent. I did enjoy the the biggie, you know, um 
interactions with Bobby. I did enjoy that. I'm not going to lie. But if any shining moment of this match stood out for me, is damn it. Why hasn't Xavier Woods had a singles run? He is fucking phenomenal, bro. I enjoyed Xavier Woods in this match, and we had his little moment. Uh, who was it that he was fighting? Was it Bobby Lashley? He fought everyone. Yeah, but there was this, an exchange where... Him and AJ did really, really good. Him and AJ blend yeah. well. He, they do, bro. They do. They're phenomenal. But then again, you know, I'm not trying to take nothing away from Woods, but it's AJ. You know, when you put, when you put two phenomenal wrestlers like that, you get, you, you get great... You know wrestling but there was a there was an interaction where i was like bro this dude needs a single run i don't know what's going on i love me some woods but that was my shiny moment of the match the match was decent though the match i'm gonna decent. tell you this i'm gonna give it five years xavier was gonna be wb champion even if it's brief even if it's like a miz run mm-hmm. i think he's gonna get that strap i think new day are gonna go into the hall of fame as as number one a faction and number yeah. two all of them having the wwe championship to their name okay so this you, you you saying that does Kofi get another one, or nah. is he, or with the one that he had? Nah, nah, that's it. That's it for Kofi. Okay. I, I think Kofi will still be beloved, but I think mm. they will push the hell out of Xavier Woods to have that at least one championship run. Because honestly, mm. I, I don't see this going for another five years anyway. I see, you know, you know, not to say that Kofi's getting up there, but Kofi is getting up there. You know, Big E has a chance right now to do something by himself as well, too. Exactly. Why not give Xavier just that one little push, that one little rub right there? And like I said, even if it's something fast, even if it's like a money in a bank cash and he loses it the next day, at least he has that to his name. I think that would show, mm-hmm. like, balance. That would show creativity. That would show a history moment right there, a faction, a, a faction of all members winning the main title. No one's done that since the Shield, and even with the Shield, they all were separate. They weren't a unit. Yeah, I agree. The the, the draft is coming up. I think it's time where we kind of separate these guys. And I mean, they're gonna stick them together. But I mean, I, I it, the New Day. Okay, yeah, the New Day is untouchable. Whatever you got the New Day. But I think it's time, like you said, now you got Big E with the strap. It's time to let Big E go and do big things, bro. Because like I said in the past, I get rock vibes with Big E. And bro, let my man Xavier do his thing. You know, talking about you know single stars in the mist right now, especially with the draft happening this Friday. Man, going into the next match with the Usos taking on Street Profits, I think the 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 case in point is set for Montez Ford to be a single star. I think they already been dropping hints with you know the whole thing with Angelo Dawkins, you know, being away for a wedding on Friday and mm-hmm. had seen the beatdown happen to Montez. But Montez yeah. has been the star since NXT, has shown growth when he gets a chance smacked up, but when he does. He's having banger matches with Roman Reigns yeah. and whatnot. So I think they see so much potential in him. I'm just scared that he looks he doesn't look frail. He just unfortunately he has a small smaller body compared to a lot of the bigger dudes on the roster. And I don't want to see the dude get like the Kofi treatment where he was by himself, he was kind of skinny, and you just stuck him in the background as a player, as a happy player for a while. I want this guy to be a big thing. Oh, bro. Uh yeah, definitely Dawkins is the big cast, you know, like, he's Marty Jannetty, <laughs> like, Angelo, Angelo Dawkins, bro, it's crazy, Angelo Dawkins, I don't want to sound fucked up, Angelo Dawkins is at where he's at because of Montez Ford. He's happy this, to be there right now. <laughs> yes, this dude was a pink slip away in NXT. One pink slip match away, DM reinvented himself. He had to look for ideas to be around. Montez Ford is definitely the star, bro. Every time Montez Ford 
goes out there, he steals the show, and he's a stud. But like you said, what works against Montez Ford? He's a little skinny cat, you know. And I mean, nothing wrong with that. That's his body frame. That's his physique. I, I don't, I don't, I don't discriminate, you know. Like our boy Jeremy does. Like, but yeah, he like does. he's just, you know, like you said, he looks like a the new age Kofi. And yeah. you you put him up against, let's say, a Drew McIntyre, a Roman Reigns, a Brock Lesnar. Are you really gonna believe something like that? Like you just can't. You want it to happen, but you know, if if you just you look, you take away size for a second, you just look at wrestling. Then yeah, mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal wrestler. But the WWE, this is where the big boys play in a way. You know, we're you know forget forget midgets now. We just want bigger, better. I feel like he'll get lost a tad bit, but I think his charisma may save him. And I'm I'm very happy about that. It was a good match. Oh, it was a phenomenal match. It was a great match. I I, I enjoyed it. Like, um, I, like I said, I was kind of sour to see them in the picture, but I think they just have great chemistry, all four men, and it, they just tore the house down. One of my favorite matches of the night. Um, definitely, you can see the C's happen right there. I'm happy the Usos mm-hmm. won. They retain the tag team championships. Yes. I don't think they need to lose those whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Maybe a turn with Angela Dawkins, mm-hmm. but. Even as a heel, Angelo, I don't know what's going to happen with him right there, but I'm very happy to see Montez Ford maybe getting that little push down the line. Next quick, match of the night. Oh, go, 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 quick go, question. Go. So sorry. Yeah, I know we're moving along. Quick question. You said that the New Day gets um, inducted as a faction. Could you see the Bloodline doing their thing and possibly get inducted as a faction together? Nah, no. I, I think that's specifically going to be Roman Reigns mm-hmm. by himself and the Usos as a tag team as well too i would love the bloodline but i honestly see the bloodline maybe about a good less than six months and then that'll be done unfortunately okay definitely i see it i don't know why especially with the inclusion of brock lesnar in the mix you know you take that paul Heyman equation out the window a little bit you saw the seas kind of laid down to a paul on the mm-hmm. phone with brock lesnar and yeah. those kind of interrupting and Paul doesn't know where to put his allegiance to right there. It's yeah. really, really weird. It's interesting. It's interesting drama, but it does cause confusion of where you want this heel stable to be in the next six months. And you mm-hmm. you kind of run the risk if Brock does beat Roman to make him a babyface in a way. And I don't not think happening. we need that. It's not happening. Brock is not being Roman. Right imagine. now. <laughs> imagine. Right now, like, I think that McMahon is getting his wildest wet dream off i think right now what i'm seeing is just building roman's legacy like i don't think i don't think i i don't i i don't know man i just can't see brock lesnar as of right now beating roman reigns speaking about legacy let's talk about someone that still holds a legacy last name and is just flying around like it's nobody's business even though there's a lot of controversy with that last name as well too charlotte flair taking on alexa bliss for the raw women's championship you know what we were shitting on this but I looked at that last week's promo with them going at each other. I kind of enjoyed that. You know, when you get a little bit of realism into the WWE, then it, it just feels a little bit better. When you look at Alexa Bliss taking shots at Charlotte, Charlotte taking shots at the Bray Wyatt gimmick that Alexa Bliss has. I yeah. like that as well, too, saying that she wants the old Alexa Bliss back. This mm-hmm. match was a, cl- I don't want to say classic, but this one was Whoa. a, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this one was a, a great version of Alexa Bliss that we saw from 2016 to 17 where she was throwing out banger matches. I like this Alexa Bliss where she's kind of serious, not too hokey. How did you feel about this match? I will say this has been her best match since she's got, you know, since she took Bray's gimmick. Let's just be honest. You yeah. know, I think this is her best match since that. Um, I, I 
enjoyed it. We didn't get no little voodoo magicry like, Ooh, I'm here, I'm there, you know, that because that's already run its toll, its course. Um, good match, but I feel that it went on too long. I feel there was moments. I feel there was moments where Alexa Bliss and Charlotte was like, "Okay, what do I do right now? Like, what do I do? I feel like I've hit you with everything, you know. And I don't know what else to do. Let me just slap on another armbar or something, just for example." So, um, I do agree with you. The 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 little promos before were great. They added a little bit of intensity to that. Uh, let's see where they go now. You know, where we saw Alexa Bliss kind of snap, where after Lily got destroyed after the match. Um, to me. It, they should have capitalized on whatever happened on Raw between uh, I was gonna say Nyla Rose between Nia Jax and Charlotte. Man, and what we better? Some, yeah. we got that Shayna Baszler promo now where she beat the mm-hmm. shit out of Nia. So I'm yeah. actually happy about that. Shayna Baszler gained some love finally. I will not be sold on that just yet. I still have <laughs> to see something. <laughs> I still have to see something more promising. I still have to see if if this does not end with a title around her waist, it, it's pointless i'm sorry okay. i'll say it. yeah oh we're not gonna address the um the because the <laughs> <Alex Bliss. laughs> <laughs> i knew you was gonna bring it up <laughs> the alka seltzer in the mouth trying to make a drool effect bro like i, I feel bad for her man it's a tad bit like it was very I, awkward <laughs> it was right like yeah. i commend her for using her drool though she probably made every fanboy out there like a, ooh kawaii um but oh, like yeah. <laughs> like i just feel bad for the chick i feel like a lot of times she's been given a lot of shit and she's made shit work for her in most cases this right here was kind of embarrassing with that little tablet in her mouth but mm-hmm. we'll forget about it in a week or so so it's totally okay i know this match right here is your you're kind of kind of your main event right here with damian priest defending the u.s strap against jeff hardy and sheamus now i'm gonna tell you this I heard so many bullshit things about this match so far. At first, I heard it was a triple threat elimination match. Mm-hmm. Then I heard it was a triple threat table elimination match. Yeah. Now it's just a straight up triple threat. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know, bro, because last I heard, yeah, like you said, we've heard so much stuff. Last I heard was tables elimination match. That's why I posted it up on the page. Like, I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to this, bro, because number one is a tables match. I fucks with tables match. Jeff Hardy, bro, TLCs, he's synonymous to this stuff. It's his hometown. Um, So, like, I'm with it. I was like, we're going to get a good match. We're going to get elimination style because I do not like that dynamic as well where anybody can take the pin. And, you know, the champion loses. No, give me something where you go through like a little tournament style elimination, make it gritty, make it hard. And um, I was all for it, bro, because I'm like, these are three phenomenal talents, bro. I I forgot. This is just ABB real quick. I loved Sheamus doing the Jeff Hardy on the top. Yes. Yes. His heavy, thick ass. (laughs) That was so great. But I, I... I enjoyed the match. It was hard hitting. It was very good. It, it, all three guys had chemistry, in my opinion. You can tell they were. You can tell, especially Damon Priest. He was having fun being out there, especially with Jeff Hardy. These two dudes are in the, you know, in the ring with a legend. So I think they all three were soaking up and enjoying the moment. It was a phenomenal match. My question to you is, do you think the inclusion of Jeff Hardy was because it was his hometown, or maybe? They were a little bit hesitant of Sheamus and Damian Priest alone. I mean, on Raw, to me, they've had some deep, decent matches. I just was a little thrown off with Jeff Hardy. What do you think it was? Jeff Hardy's purpose right now the WWE, his story that I guess he's trying to tell, they're trying to tell for him, and I get it, is, you know how the WWE says, anything can happen with the WWE. He's living 
embodiment of that. You see his style right now, it's not like reckless abandonment anymore. It's more of any pin, anywhere, anytime. And that's why you saw so many roll-ups, so many like sweeps, so many pin attempts, so many small packages happen for him because since that Karrion Cross match, that's the allure Jeff Hardy. I'm going to try to get the pin any means necessary. I think that's an interesting character to throw in a triple threat match because it throws the monkey wrench in there instead of like a nice slow pace, hard hitting match that Damian Priest and Sheamus could pull off, which they have already. But mm-hmm. I think destroying that little bit of chaos into the match, I, I like right there. You saw that. It, it, a lot of yeah. points in that match where you kind of bit on Jeff Hardy almost winning as well, too, roll up no. or a small package. He had some deep two counts, bro. I was like, yes, oh, he did. I was like, oh my God, he went over. But yeah, no, I, okay, I see now. You did open my eyes to it. I see it. But yeah, Damian Priest retaining that title, still being a dominant champion. Do you not see transitional? Anyone, not transitional. Yeah. But wait, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see anyone in the mist right now that can take that strap off? Um. Nah, I don't. I don't, bro. That's good. I feel though. like, yeah, that that is definitely good, and that, that's awesome. Like, I'm happy about that because I can't see nobody right now. I feel like that everybody is in their own little storyline in their own worlds. So, and then I'll be honest with some of the depleted roster that they have, I really don't see. But you know, main roster, I don't see really anybody right now. What about you? Not me either. I think he's in the in the, in the prime place right now to hold that title. He looks good with it. He's a good ambassador to it as well too. You know, mm-hmm. strutting out that Boricua Conga on his fucking pants with his with that <laughs> American patch as well too. It works out for me right there. Raging, rocking, and rolling oh, inside that yeah. ring. You know, my I love his entrance. Yeah, I love his entrance <laughs> when he's raging, bro. That's why when we were at SummerSlam, I was loving it. I was like, yeah, <laughs> rage, Damien, rage. <laughs> Well, speaking about a match that has a lot of rage when it came off of SummerSlam, Becky Lynch defending her SmackDown Championship against Bianca Belair, uh, a match that people were really interested in because you have a fully healed Becky Lynch, you know, living her best life, just great promos, strutting around, you know, freaking peacock coats and everything like that, doing her best Lita with thongs on, just coming out there. And Bianca Belair looking pretty dominant as well, too, in her promo. She she still seems like she's a strong candidate. She still seems like she's in the mix that they have not given up on her. That, yes, this is like a little monkey wrench in the, in the plan right now. But Bianca still looks like she's rising to the occasion. She's, she's gotten better on the promos. Her wrestling ability is still fucking top-notch. And she got the better pop out of both of them. I mean, of course, we're supposed to boot Becky Lynch. But Becky Lynch gets cheered no matter what. Bianca got a great ovation coming out. Yeah, man. Um, a lot to take in with this match. Um, because like you said, Bianca get the bigger pop. Uh, full-blown heel right now, Becky. We know she's healed now. Now it's established, legitimate heel. Definitely having fun. You can see her. Wait, she's definitely having fun. Because remember that? What if I don't want to sign the contract? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, which is a, which is pretty awesome. That, that's great. That's a good point. Like, what if I don't do this? Yeah, what if I don't do this? Yeah. <laughs> so that was phenomenal. You can tell she's having a lot of fun right now. Um, but I, I got to agree with you, man. Shining, shining stud right now. I am all aboard. All chips are in on Bianca Belair, man. WWE has to do everything to save this woman. She is a phenomenal athlete. She has grown exponentially on the mic work. Like you said, I'm seeing confidence now. You know, in NXT, we didn't see that. In NXT, all she said is, I'm the EST of NXT, and that's it. I'm keep pushing, you know? So, like, now we're seeing her get some more 
work in on the mic. She has the talent for that as well. That bro, the bro, she's just a great performer. How she was just able to pick up Becky Lynch with strength. I feel bad for Montez Ford if he gets out of line with her, bro. Like, <laughs> but everything about her, scream star. Like I told you earlier in the podcast, legend face of WWE, face of the women's division. Um, I'm all aboard Bianca Belair, bro. Yesterday, I just did not give a F about Becky Lynch. Everything that Bianca was doing was just, you know, kind of like outshadowing Becky Lynch, in my opinion. Now I'm starting to see when you put up a phenomenal wrestler, and I'll say it, I'll say it, I'll probably get some heat. When you put up a phenomenal wrestler, a phenomenal uh, performer like Bianca up against a mediocre performer like Becky Lynch she trumps her and you can see it she trumps her and I'm sorry bro like a, a, a phenomenal match I would have honestly sat here after what happened on AEW Grand Slam I thought these women were gonna go the draw you get what I'm saying I thought this was gonna be Vince's like big F you to Tony Khan I'm gonna have two top stars in my organization as well go to town on each other for a half because they were doing great bro I thought they were gonna go to length this is me and my my canon you know and a phenomenal match terrible 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 ending yeah man interference. you know yeah. I don't know because I like Becky's work in this match only because of the fact that I haven't liked Becky's work at all. Like as a, as, a, as a wrestler, <laughs> like I love her on the mic, the you know, the man persona, all that stuff. But her wrestler, the wrestling ability has always been subpar. <laughs> Let's be honest. Now I'm really seeing you're just a female Stone Cold, bro. Yeah, <laughs> straight up, straight up. Fast <laughs> yeah. press. That's about it. <laughs> like I'm really seeing that right now, bro. That's who you are. But um, yeah, sorry but to cut you off, brother. <laughs> I do like heel Becky wrestling though, like. I like that she took advantage of every rule-breaking necessity she had yeah. in this match, especially with using Bianca's hair every chance she got. I did yeah. like that. I, I, I did like some of the new moves she was pulling out here and there. Um, I think the rock bottom works for her. The thing about it is, though, and this is what I hate about AEW half the time, you know, having 10,000 Canadian destroyers. If you're gonna do a rock bottom, <laughs> and then you have Roman Reigns in the next match doing rock bombs as well too, it kind of kills it a bit. But um. I thought it was a good, it was a damn good match. I liked the drama. The interference, while shocking, was not needed. Sasha Banks coming out, you know, she's looking like a snack. I'll give her that. But at the end oh, of the day, like, Travis did we need it? All out. Yeah. <laughs> did we need it? No, we did not. And did we need the awkwardness? I mean, I love that fucking thumbs up that she gave Sasha. <laughs> Rainbow energy, like, yeah. <laughs> it was energy. great. But to have Sasha beat both of them up and kind of oh. be the woman standing at the end wasn't needed. I don't think so. This is, this is, okay. This is just me. I'm going to play Booker. I'm going to do whatever. Because this is what I was just thinking. And talk, and, well, I'm eating my breakfast today. This is what I was thinking. <laughs> like, <laughs> first of all, first of all, question. They extended Becky Lynch's return till SummerSlam. Could they have waited for Sasha to return the night of the draft? Or at the end of the night of the draft, or she had to return that day. Yeah, I guess so. Like they could have waited for the draft. I guess they, once again, anything happens in the WWE, you don't know where Slash is gonna go. You don't know where Becky's gonna go. <laughs> Three Carmani. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. We may not see Bianca again. Yada yada yada. So my thing is, these women are putting on a phenomenal match. This is just me playing Booker. It would have been phenomenal if, like I said, because they were going a long time. Like if they would have just ended and let's just say a draw 
the interference. Have the interference at the end of the match. Let these two women do their thing because damn it, they were having a great match. Sasha comes out, possibly rinses both of them, stands over the mic, stands over them, says, I don't, I don't, you know, I can finish both of y'all because look, I just wrecked y'all or whatever. I don't need a half an hour like y'all. Boom. Book a triple threat women's Iron Man match. All three of them. I love it. That would have been, that would have been phenomenal. I love it. I love. I think that's a fucking great idea right there. Uh, you know what? What what really throws a wrench too in all these plans is goddamn Saudi Arabia fucking event that's happening as well too. I just think that's just an event to get Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns over. But other than that, like it's like a hole in October that we don't need, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, because we could have had a banger of a match there as well too. But mm-hmm. I mean, I understand. I get it as well too. I love your idea though. I think that would have held out so much better with the draw going in with the interference afterwards and then you know claiming your fame afterwards as well too trying to get the people riled up for another match that would have worked 10 times better in my opinion i love that idea brother thank you thank you sir the only way that i can see this interference working for bianca is kind of like you know where uh becky kind of just snapped on charlotte when she they made the triple threat with yeah. rousey like oh you're always sticking your nose in my business that grows a little bit of sympathetic side for bianca but it wasn't needed well, I'm gonna throw some sympathy your way right now. The final match right here. I'm probably gonna <laughs> drop a little, a little quick tidbits about this mm-hmm. match because I'm a little upset yeah. about it. Get the Finn Balor come out with the epic entrance with the epic Slipknot headpiece yeah. on as well too. Like a star, looking like a million bucks. They're really <laughs> giving him like that, that major push that this, this demon could be like the future of your fucking company. That this is like yeah. your next Undertaker. Malachi Black, well, we have Finn Balor. You had a, a credible threat almost in a way. Yeah. And you kind of fucking ruined him. You yeah. kind of fucking ruined him. Yes, I get it. The bloodline. I get it. Roman Reigns. But at the end of the day, you're having a phenomenal match. You're killing each other. You're having the Usos coming out. You're killing each other. Kendo sticks, tables, extreme rules. People are loving it. Chair shots, everything. Mm-hmm. Coup de gras, spears, guillotines. A perfect match. No one's fucking up. And then, okay, two things here. <laughs> the fucking, like, heart pump humping on the floor with the red lights. I did not give a <laughs> fuck about that. What? <laughs> no. I did I not agree. care. That was like an Undertaker earn moment right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I enjoyed that, bro. That was great because that just adds to <laughs> That just adds to the mystique of what this character should be. He got up before Roman. Like, he pumped. He jumped. That was great, bro. Like, the heartbeat. And he just got up screaming. Michael Cole doing a million bucks selling it. Oh, my God. Like, Pat McAfee is the man to look for in this whole event, man. Bro, the whole event. I agree with you. The whole event, Pat McAfee was doing his thing, either good or bad, because he was botching a lot on the mic, bro. What was beginning? Like, the one of the first match. Matches. He does the Spanish commentary fucking interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, Pat McAfee is great. Cutting off Michael Cole too, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no fucks given, bro. No, no. But the second thing, of course, was the finish, of course. And Finn Balor going for the coup de gras, the top rope. And some reason, the top turnbuckle breaks. My man falls down, <laughs> looks like he almost pulled a psycho sit for a second, falls, gets hit the spear, and end of the game right there, end of the match. Yeah. You killed and neutered the demon character. You already did that to Finn Balor in general, but yeah. the demon character itself, you neutered it for what? You had legs. 
with yeah. this demon character if you wanted to kind of book it a certain way where nothing happened you could have done what sasha did have brock lesnar come out and fucking just wreak yeah. havoc over everyone so no one wins yeah terrible ter- terrible booking bro terrible booking we don't we we don't know and, and still for the life of me some people are saying no the demon's not buried what you mean <laughs> like he how fell can you the top see? rope <laughs> <laughs> he fell into that grave brother what are you talking about come on man like it's like you said you could have you could have saved him way better if if this was your quote-unquote way to save him quote-unquote you could have saved him way better yeah. you know like have brock lesnar like you said came out wreak havoc uh even an interference some more interference from the bloodline multiple ways you could have did this but this is how you do it and then you want to make roman reigns point to god like yeah like god saved me <laughs> <laughs> I quite frankly don't want to see nothing more with the demon. I'm sorry. Like to me, like bro, okay. It, I, I, I don't know, bro. I, I, I don't know because we knew. Also, you booked him in 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 a, in a corner, bro. Like because you knew he wasn't gonna win. So yeah. like, like you said, this was their character, New Undertaker, Malachi Black. Ha, we got this. You booked him into a corner, bro. So I I, I don't know, man. It was Shout just weird. To Finn Balor for painting his fucking tongue black as well too. He really tried his bro, best yeah. to give this gimmick like the overall, love- and it is. Didn't- and you know what, this dude, I love this gimmick because in NXT, I will still say it in NXT, it was saved and NXT was used properly. Because I love the gimmick when he puts this paint on, he just becomes a whole nother person. Literally, he embodies a whole nother person, like you said. Is his movement? He doesn't look like the same Finn, bro. That's why I love it. And to see this, what happened yesterday, bro, I'm like, man. But the main thing about it is that gimmick was so protected because when he actually got beat by Samoa Joe, it meant something. When the demon yeah. was beat finally, it was beat by a credible fucking yeah. threat, like a guy that was on a path of fucking destruction. Oh God! And you just this guy who who literally, yeah, you could say Sami Zayn was the person who really lifted NXT to 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 one level. But Finn Balor is the person who was selling out arenas in Brooklyn, in Japan, yeah. in different places as well too, um, bringing NXT to that fucking level. And this is what you do. This is the yeah. promise you get. Like, yeah, don't worry, kid. Too sweet. Oh, give me what I want. You're gonna be great in the main <laughs> roster. This is what you do to him. No, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, his 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 treatment since he got to the main roster has been terrible. Like again, honestly, the second yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, because he came up from NXT again. Yeah, like it, it has, man. It, it, when's his contract up? Uh, who knows? He probably signed for another ten years. He's probably oh not gonna God. be done to like sixty. Those are a lot of Legos he could buy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, but I will say, what do you grade this pay-per-view right here? How many slaps in the turn book are you going to give it? Damn, bro. Oof. I'll give it... Uh, I'll give it a... I'll give it... I'll give it a one and a half. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, it yeah. was... It was just the booking. It was just the finishings. It was certain things that just really left a sour taste in my mouth where this card could have... This card on paper looks phenomenal but then when we got what we got it was kind of like okay yeah so i give it a one and a half what about you i agree with you one and a half i think they were solid matches but i, I feel that these were horrible finishes or mm-hmm. made up matches that didn't need to exist in the first place especially when you have crown jewel 
a couple of weeks away, it just yeah. felt irrelevant in a way. And I felt like they needed to make a strong standing with AEW. It just shows how ignorant they are. They have the yeah. players, they have the tools, they have the production, they have everything in their corner. It's like you when you have an all-star fucking baseball team or football team or even soccer team with all these main players, yet you just want to just half-ass everything you're doing. Ah, we have all this production value. Man, we'll just give them steamers. Oh, we which, by the way, another gripe I have. SummerSlam, we get fucking steamers. We get, we get Primo here. We get Pyro yeah. here. Fuck off, yeah. guys. Yo, that pissed me off. I noticed that, like, right after, I'm like, yo, we get steamers at SummerSlam, but then on SmackDown, they get Pyro? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. But I get you. And I'm going to go back to an Eric Bischoff tweet. He sat here and said, after the Daniel Bryanson match in Omega, oh, God, if there's one thing that I know about Vince is that he does his best when he knows he's in a fight. This was your opportunity to counteract anything that AEW has done in the, done, has done in the recent weeks. And what do you do? You do terrible booking. <laughs> you flounder. You flounder. You, it's, like, it's like you give just enough for people to maybe have some hope that this is going to be a great card, and you're like, you just take it away like it's a joke. Like a kid playing for Dreidel and saying, not my Dreidel only. You don't play. Only mine. That's how Vince is right now. My Dreidel, not yours. <laughs> he's very spoiled, bro. I agree with you. I think right now that he's, he's at a stage where he's getting... I don't want to say sucker punched, but they're stifling him and he's getting punched in the mouth and he doesn't know what to do, bro. And he does not know what to do because one, uh, whatever his name is, Nick Khan, done fucking fired half the roster. So yep. now what do you, you, you have to play with these little scraps and you got to like mix them and match them and you don't know what to do right now. You're floundering. No rope dope here for Vince McMahon whatsoever. <laughs> My, <it>. dreidel. <laughs> My dreidel. My dreidel. Give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, guys, I do have to cut this off just a little bit right here. But I will say this, though. Um, with that, we have Raw tonight. Oh, we have NXT tomorrow. We have AEW. And we got the draft happening Friday. It's still a big week when it comes to professional wrestling. Yeah. If you guys still want to catch up on what we have to offer for the pro wrestling audience and in the MMA audience as well, too, head on over to My Combat Academia on Instagram where we update constantly information about all brands and federations and things out there in the world of combat sports, uh, combat academia on on Twitter and combat academia on Facebook as well too. This podcast, Combat Academia, number one is on Anchor. Anchor, you can go ahead, listen to it. It's on every mobile device out there, a computer device out there. You can leave voice messages, um, tell us how we're doing, say if we suck, if we bitches and all that stuff out there give us that. what we want <laughs> give us what we want um <laughs> apple podcast as well too you can leave a comment there spotify you can heart us as well too and share us iHeartRadio and things of that nature look us up go out there give us what we want <laughs> jake you have you think you want to share before we go actually i want to drop this big bomb about the podcast oh go um, for it we have been excuse me sorry we have been promoting i love my skittles we have <laughs> we have been promoting apple podcast but i don't think we're on apple podcast Ooh, i gotta double check that yeah then. like did um like yeah because I, I i try to put up the credentials and stuff like that and it just takes me through this whole breath uh thing of pages a plethora of pages and i'm like wait are we on there or we're not well so, i will get on yeah. that tonight then as soon as i'm done with what i gotta do right here but um guys oh, yeah, no, we check it out. 
we, we take our time with that. I appreciate, <laughs> I do appreciate all the time listening. Jay, I appreciate you being on with me as well, too. I want you to have a great night. And, of course, see us later on as well, too, in the week, okay? Okay, yes, sir. You, too. I feel like this is the last goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Give me what I want. (laughs) But definitely, man. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Take care, brother. Thank you. That's all I want. (laughs) Later, man.